Total Show. Well, it's 12 past 4, and if you can hear me, you are tuned in to 97.3 CTFM, and this is the Total Auto Show. Motoring education for trouble-free motoring experience. You can call me Edipoku, I'm your host. The Auto Show is brought to you by Total, Total Quartz 9000 Future. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement today. The issue of COVID-19 has dominated and changed our lives. It seems like these changes will have both long and short-term implications on the way we do a lot of things going forward. Today we discuss COVID-19, cars and drivers. You can send us your questions via our WhatsApp line 054-998-6996. Hey, Charlie, check this. You don't feel out. <laughs> the sound of this engine. Music to my ears. I tell you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. Uh, I always they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down, let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember, Quartz 9000 Future 0W20. Right? Thank you! It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Quartz Future 0W20, it ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption so it is save money. The Quartz Nation movement to Mr. Mane, Rogozon, and Bobo Nyele, all 10 Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. Masa, straight to the nearest total filling station. Oh. Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. Can't touch this. Well, due to restrictions of movement and social distancing, we'll reach our expert today, Dr. Kelvin Owusu, the director of Optima Care Diagnostics, Accra, um, over the phone. Um, hello, doctor. Dr. Hi, Kelvin, Andy, how are you doing? fine, thank you. 
and welcome to the great, auto show. Wonderful. Yes. Um, Thank you very much. Yes. We'll, I'm happy we'll, to be here. Great, great, great. We'll jump straight into the discussion. Um, well, COVID. Uh, we've heard a lot about COVID, but I still think and we still think that it is very important that uh, we get as much as as much information as we can on this um, pandemic. Um, Doc, what is uh, COVID and where has it come from? Okay, so COVID is actually the name of the disease, coronavirus infectious disease. And so that's simply what it means. So it's a short, it's a shortening form of the, the long name, coronavirus infectious, infectious disease. That's what COVID stands for. And uh, I must say, uh, it's come from nature. Um, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it being created in a lab and all that. Now, what we know about viruses is that viruses undergo mutations every now and then. And so as the virus interacts with other viruses or interacts with other animals or humans, it picks up certain different characteristics. And over time, it results in the creation of a whole new or a whole different class of the same virus. And so this coronavirus, viruses in general, they are not new. We know coronaviruses. In fact, up to 20% of common cold is caused by coronaviruses. But the bulk of coronavirus infection occurs in animals, you know. Occasionally, they do cause um, um, pandemics or they do cause epidemics. We had a, a major outbreak in 2002 when we had the SARS um, outbreak. That was a coronavirus. We had a second outbreak sometime in 2008, which was a Middle Eastern respiratory um, virus. That was also a coronavirus. And so we've had at least two major outbreaks in the past. But this particular coronavirus outbreak is the biggest, is the largest. It has affected, affected the most number of people of all the other coronavirus outbreaks. And so that's why this is a major issue today okay doctor um why 19 okay so the 19 is simply representing the year in which the 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 disease was discovered and i say discovered because this is a whole new disease You've never seen it before and so the code name covid 19 simply represents coronavirus infectious disease discovered in the year 2019 that is all okay doctor now, i must say i must say that so the covid is a disease the virus causing the COVID is called SARS-CoV-2. This is because now the, I mentioned that there was an outbreak of SARS in 2002 thereabouts. That was SARS-CoV-1. This current virus is similar to that virus of 2002 with some difference then. So that's why we are calling it SARS-CoV-2. And so that just gives some, some distinction. Okay. All right. Doctor, what are the symptoms? What are the symptoms? If somebody contracts um, a COVID virus, what, what would be the symptoms? So the symptoms are high, high, very non-specific. It's not as if when the, the person has a particular symptom, you can point to it and say definitely this, is, this has to be coronavirus in, in disease. No, but they are not specific. So some of the symptoms include fever, um, fever, cough, and the cough is usually a dry cough, and then difficulty breathing. Some people may, may, may present with some sore throat or even some amount of running nose, but it's not too common. Um, general malaise or general weakness is some of the symptoms. So all these symptoms are highly non-specific, And so that's one of the challenges we've had with this particular condition. Because like, the symptoms are so non-specific, it's difficult to know for sure that what you have is coronavirus or it's a common cold. That has been one of the major challenges. Okay. Um, Doc, can people be healed when they have this infection? So, um, so let me so let, let me take us back a bit. Generally speaking, there is no cure for viral infections. Um, there is no medicine you take that will cure you of any viral infection. And so, in this regard, the coronavirus cannot be cured by any medication that we currently have available. 
However, in, 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 it is your immune system that will sort of battle with the virus and then get out of the system. And so, yes, you could be, you, you can recover from the coronavirus infection. You can actually recover from COVID-19 and, and be healed technically. But it's going to be because your immune system has been, has been able to overcome that challenge. All the medication that is given to you in the hospital uh, and all the treatments given in the hospital are supportive to help your immune system to overcome the virus that has attacked you at the moment. Okay. Um, Doc, we've heard a lot of things about how to prevent um, um, a COVID uh, infection, but can you walk us through the, the main things? A whole lot of things are going on. People are saying you have to take a, a hibiscus a tea, blah, 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 a whole lot of other things. Um, can you please um, give us how we can prevent ourselves from contracting a COVID-19 infection? Okay. So as I, as I mentioned earlier, because um, your immune system is the major player when it comes to dealing with this coronavirus, um, people, I mean, there are so many ways to try and boost your immune system, um, which includes um, eating eating healthy, a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, including um, what you already mentioned, I discussed, I mean, some have mentioned garlic, all those things contribute to your immune system um, being, being strengthened. You know, but ultimately, Prevention, prevention of this infection requires, requires that you do not come in contact with any droplets from an infected person. It, this virus is a respiratory virus and it spreads through respiratory droplets. And, so these, these, and these droplets come out when you are talking, when you sneeze, when you cough. You know, these droplets come into the atmosphere and when, when they come in contact with somebody else, then that person could develop, could also get infected. Or the droplet may fall on surfaces, surfaces like tabletops, um, door handles, things like that. And when you, when you hold or touch these surfaces and you don't wash your hand, you, you use your hand to eat or you touch your eyes, you touch your mouth, your, your mouth or your nose, you end up infecting yourself. And so ultimately, prevention or preventing yourself from catching the infection requires that we increase our hygiene levels. We increase our awareness about our hygiene and, and our hygiene. And that's why it's important that hand washing becomes a part of our, our daily activity. Washing our hands regularly because your hands are interacting with surfaces, handles, other people. And these are all um, surfaces that you can possibly get uh, the infection from. And so if you, keep, if you wash your hands often, you reduce the probability that you are going to infect yourself with this virus. And then also, secondly, um, avoid touching your face. Whether your hand is washed or not, it is important that we limit how much, I mean, we limit um, touching our face, especially our eyes, our nose, and our mouth. You know, when you, when you have an eye, eye problem and they give you eye drops to, to instill into your eyes, you, drop the, the, you put the drops in your eye, and you can actually taste the, the, the drops at the back of your throat. And I'm sure you have, you've noticed that before. Yes, Doc. Yeah, exactly. Same with... Same with same with when you when you use nose drops, you drop the drop, you put the drops in your nose and you can taste at the back of your mouth. That's how easy it is for things for, for things to pass through the eye and the nose and get into your general circulation. And so that's why it's very important that we avoid touching these areas. And so this will bring me to why the need for, for, for the lockdown because when 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 people move and they are, and they are, and they are talking and they are sneezing all over the place, it means that the, the virus is being allowed to um, come into the atmosphere and fall on surfaces all around us. And so that's why there's a need to limit movement so that we can overcome this um, coronavirus um, um, attack. So these are some of the things you can do to prevent or to minimize the, 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 the probability of catching the virus. Thank you, Doctor. Um, the next question. There is talk of people who um, have the infection, but um, they go around and um, 
you, you it they don't fall sick they don't look it it doesn't represent in any way or, or shape or form is it true yes it's true in fact, the majority who gets this infection will not show any symptoms and that is what also adds a certain another degree of difficulty or challenge to its management you know because if everybody who caught the disease was sneezing and coughing you so it's so easy to avoid uh, contact with these people because you know that they are sick and so don't go close to them but majority of those who actually have the infection will not show any symptoms and still be infectious. In other words, even though they are not showing symptoms, they can still spread the virus through their through the droplets that come out as they talk. You know, and so that is one of the major challenges because you can't tell who has the disease and who does not have the disease. And so you 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 literally have to stay away from everybody or give the distance, the social distance that we 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 need to care about because because you cannot tell who has it. Um, to who has the disease at that particular time. Um, Doc, if I, I, I am this kind of person, how do I find out? So, um, so you, you, you actually will not find out unless you are tested. And so this is what comes up. This is where the contact tracing that um, is going on comes in. Because you can't tell who has the disease and who doesn't have the disease, once somebody is diagnosed as having the coronavirus, every person who has had contact or has had has come into into close proximity with this individual is going to be tested and it is out of these testing of asymptomatic people that we are discovering some positives out there who didn't show any symptoms at all so if you are if, if you are asymptomatic the only way you can tell is by going to do the test that's all there's no other way to find out okay so um let us assume that um i've tested or um uh, let us assume that i've tested how do I prevent myself from spreading it? So you are saying that if you have tested positive, how do you prevent yourself from spreading? Yes, I, okay. I'm, I've been tested positive. I'm not showing any signs. Um, the term I, I believe you use is asymptomatic. How do I prevent? Yes. yes. How do I make sure people don't contract it? So this is why this is why the the, the a lot of the positive um, patients or positive patients are being treated in isolation centers. You know, and so they are being kept away from the general population to minimize the risk of them spreading it to other people. If you are, if you, if you are, if you live in a place where you have your own, you know, room and that you can be isolated in there, that is when we hear we hear the terms like self-isolation coming in or home treatment. And so the whole idea is that once you are positive, then avoid coming in contact with other people. And so that is why it's important to be treated in isolation so that. Nobody comes in contact with you at all. And even for the health workers that are, that are dealing with you, they will come to you wearing protective um, gear so that they don't um, contract the disease themselves. Okay. Uh, Doc, I believe that the term social distancing that we, we've been hearing and we are trying our best to adhere to, um, I believe that there's a certain kind of science that, um, that is behind it. Can you, in, in short, just um, outline it for us? Okay, so I mentioned earlier that the disease is spread through um, um, is spread through droplets, respiratory droplets. Now these droplets are spread as you cough or as you talk, and so the idea of social distancing is saying that you should allow a distance of at least one meter, some would say two meters, so that when you are talking to the person and even if the respiratory droplets do come out from the person's mouth or nose, that one meter gap is enough gap for the droplet to fall on the ground and not on you. And so if you are not meant, if, if, if your gap, if the distance or the space between you and the person is closer than that one meter, it means that the droplet can fall on you. In other words, you can get infected just by even talking to somebody. 
And if this even becomes more important when the person actually is coughing or sneezing, because if you are close to that person, then the person coughs, there's a force that the, the droplets are not coming out with. And that definitely means that the droplets fall on you. And if, um, per, per adventure, you are, you are talking at that time and then the droplets end up in your mouth, I mean, excuse me for, for, for being a bit graphic, but the droplets on this other person who was coughing ends up falling into your mouth or entering your nose, then it means that you are likely to get infected with the virus. And so the social distancing is a strategy to minimize the probability that the droplets will, will fall on you when you are interacting with somebody else. Okay. Um, Doc, if assuming that um, someone comes into contact with uh, another person who is later on um, found to be positive, but the con contact tracing does not um, um, get to me, um, and, but I know I came into contact with that individual, what, what would be the best course of action? So ideally, ideally, when when if if you know that somebody that you 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 probably interacted with has been diagnosed as um, being positive for coronavirus, ideally you you as the individual need to take responsibility and report yourself or call call the corona helpline and let them be aware that you had contact with so and so person. Now because they have the, the database, they will, once you mention the person's name or the person's details, they would confirm that indeed that is true. And then they'll make they'll they'll, they'll make uh, permission to come and have you tested, so that we'll know whether you're positive or not. Because the thing is, if you keep the information to yourself, let us assume that you are you, you do have you are, you do um what you, you do have the infection, but you are asymptomatic, which means that you are not showing any symptoms. What that then means is that you are putting everybody else around you at risk, including your family, because now we know that especially the elderly people don't do so well in, in, in this corona. So uh, because they have comorbidity, they have other diseases like hypertension, like diabetes, kidney failure, or uh, liver problems. Now, assuming you have some elderly people in your family, you, uh, you have the infection, but you're not showing any symptoms. But then because you have the infection, you transfer it to this old person, that old person is going to probably die from the infection, you see. And so you need to take responsibility and understand that even though the contact tracers did not call you, it doesn't mean you are safe. It means that they probably missed you. And so you have to take responsibility and then make the call and report yourself so that they can get to help you yourself or help somebody in your family. Okay. Um, um, doctor, so between the time that I, I place a call to the hotline and the time um, um, I, they come to take care of me, what are some of the things I can do um, to make sure I don't spread it to my friends and family? So this is this is where another another um, um, level of isolation is required. This again, self isolation, because you know that somebody you have contact with has been confirmed positive, and you are not too sure what your status is. You need to limit your movement around as much as possible. Stay in, indoors, and when I say stay indoors, it, it, it goes beyond just staying indoors. You need to stay in your room. You see, because you don't want to become to a place where it, where we, we spread the space to other people. So, for instance, the, the living room or dining area. It's not a good place to be hanging out because other people who come to that area will, could also get infected. And so until you know your status, you need to stay in. You need to stay isolated from the rest of the family if it's possible. If it's not possible, for instance, if you, if you share your bedroom with somebody else, well, then that, that means that both all the people who share that space, who share that bedroom, need to isolate themselves for the period that we don't know the outcome of the of the um, the test. Now, because because the, 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 there's a there's limited um, number of test kits available. They, they can't possibly test everybody. And so let's assume that you share the space, you share your bedroom with somebody else, and then you, you have the initial contact with the, with the, with the person who was diagnosed as positive. They'll probably test you first. 
And then based on your results, if your result is negative, they may not uh, test the, the, the other person in the bedroom. They may only test you. But if your result is positive, then they'll proceed to test the other person as well, the other people in your family, uh, in your immediate environment as well. And so that, these are some of the dynamics that we need to understand when it comes to the contact tracing and self-isolation. Um, doctor, if um, someone is asked to self-quarantine or the person is under mandatory quarantine in his home, what are the things that um, family can do um, to help that person without getting infected? So, first of all, we have to understand that this, we are, we are, these are unusual times and, and there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of uh, anxiety in town. And so when somebody um, who is a contact to another person who has, who has tested positive uh, is being asked to self-isolate, he or she needs support. And the support can come in so many forms, words of encouragement. Call the person on the phone and encourage the person to understand that, you know, you are there to support him. That, that's very, very important because once the person has the, the psychological um, awareness that the people are supporting him or her, he or is more likely to actually come out. I mean, not come out. He's more likely to stay indoors, more likely to stay isolated. You see, because there's this thing where when, when, when um, you are afraid that people are going to reject you, you are likely to, to not treat the... Um, this whole corona thing seriously. You are likely to come out and, and, and behave like everything is normal, when indeed everything is not normal. And so the family needs to show support. It needs to show that they, they understand what this person is going through and they are ready to support him or her, whichever way. However, the family needs to also understand that they need to minimize contact with the person as much as possible. And so, for instance, when a person needs to use the bathroom, they, they, they may, he or she may have to use um, a potty. And, and not necessarily come out into the into the bathroom to use that to to use the loo with everybody else, or even if the person does come out to use the loo, that he, he they they, they he, what between the spot and they they wash down the place well so that there are no traces of the droplets for the other family members to get infected. When it comes to food, and um, the person's food needs to be literally placed in front of the door, and that person opens the door and picks the food, eats the food, and puts the empty plate back out there. Don't expect that person to come out into the kitchen to wash that plate. You see, because they, they, we need to limit movement as much as possible. Because once the person comes out of the house or out of the room, he's going to talk to somebody. He's going to touch something. What if he, he has forgotten, forgotten to wash his hands and then now he leaves all over the place? So he may be in isolation, but he's indeed still spreading the infection. You know, so these are some of the challenges. I understand that it's very, very challenging because we haven't had something like this happen in Ghana in a, before. And so it's very, very difficult. These are not usual times. It's difficult to understand what is going on, but these are some of the things you have to do if we really want to beat this coronavirus um, soon. Thank you, Doctor. Please hold on the, hold on the line. Um, I'll just take an announcement and I'll get back to you. Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20. Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better solutions that bring value to its cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range, the Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil, specifically formulated with age-resistant technology for the latest generation engines that require 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. The Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases your oil change interval ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control systems and reduces the release of harmful 
emissions into the environment. The Total Quartz 9000 Future GF50W20 delivers beyond performance. The Total Quartz Engine Oil keep your engine younger for longer. If you are tuned into 97.3 CTFM, you are, this is the auto show. Please send in your questions via WhatsApp 054-998-6996. Hello, doctor. Are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, thank you so much. Um, doctor, um, this show is, is, is an auto show, so um, we have to go into a, a, a second round of questions where we ask um, some vehicle-specific questions. Um, All when, right. Yes. Well, when, when you are driving, there are several surfaces that we touch. Um, how long does this virus stay alive on different kinds of surfaces? Let's say rubber, metal, leather, and upholstery which usually you find in and around cars? This, this is a very difficult question to answer. You see, because the, the virus, or, or rather, let me say, it's a bit complicated. So there, there's a lot of information, a lot of um, research that is going on, and the, the information is not too clear. But preliminary results are showing that it can stay for as, as, as short as eight hours, and it can also stay as long as 72 hours, depending on conditions, um, conditions that are prevailing. And so it, it, it and it and it's also dependent on the environment like um, the temperature, humidity. So there are so many factors at play that it's difficult to answer that question directly. Okay. Okay. All right. So um what can drivers do to stop contracting this virus? You know, we are in a lockdown, but um drivers still have the exemption especially those of us that drive to work we have exemption to drive to work um some also have to drive around um to as their work some also have to drive um health personnel ambulances and whatnot what can drivers do to pro to protect themselves from contracting um covid19 yes um so this is probably not the best time to drive somebody else's car you know, you can, this is the time to go and borrow your friend's car to go for a spin because you don't know whether the friend is positive or not positive. So, I mean, as much as possible, drive your own car. But also try as much as possible to, to disinfect the car as often as you possibly can. Um, so, for instance, I mean, in, in my car, I, I have I have sanitizer, which I which I used to um, wipe down the dashboard and the, and the steering wheel and the gear, the door handles, both inside and outside um, all, all the time. And then... But thankfully, my, my wife also got me some antibiotic, anti, antibiotic impregnated wipes. So apparently, there are some wipes that are purposely made for this for this activity. So you can also you can also get those kind of wipes and then use that to wipe down your dashboard, your steering wheel, your gear, and all the buttons, all the surfaces that you can put that. See, the thing is, when it comes to cars, you cannot wipe some and leave some because you touch every part of the car all the time. And if you have given a, you have given a right to somebody and you don't know the status of that, of that person. Again, you have to go ahead and wipe the, the car down again, especially for the commercial drivers who really don't know who they are getting the right. You really have to keep wiping down the car as often as possible. Now, with the external exterior, especially the door handles, as much as possible, you need to wipe it down even before you open the door, you know, because uh, once you, 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 it's not possible to have a hand wash basin inside your car. So if you, washing your hand it becomes a challenge. And so if you're going to open the, the car door, try as much as possible to, to, to disinfect the door handle before you even open it. Or if you have to open it before, open it with, um, without disinfecting, then make sure you have an alcohol-based sanitizer in the car. So once you sit down, you sanitize your hand before 
you 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 drive the car and when you do get to your destination sanitize your hands again before you step out because you don't know what conditions are um you, you are you are leaving behind or you are going to meet outside so i, I mean i recommend that everybody everybody needs to have um, an alcohol based sanitizer inside their car which they are going to use even i mean quite often because yeah, hand washing is not feasible in, in for drivers inside their car so hand sanitizer needs to be a feature in every car at the moment all right, Doc. Um, doc, um, the um, the HVAC system of the car, that's a, the ventilation and air conditioning um, system in a car, can they suck in the COVID-19 from the environment? You know, the car exchanges, when you operate the system, it exchanges air from the inside of the car with that of the outside. Is it possible to suck it in through the, 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 the HVAC system when you run the AC? So um, this 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 is is not likely uh, because the the thing is that the uh, what's it called the virus is not hanging in the air the virus settles on surfaces you see so if if the if the system is sucking in air it's not likely to suck in um and the virus as not be any virus in the atmosphere except probably in the in the rare occasion that somebody stood in front of your your ventilation system and then coughed. And then at that, at that particular moment, the, the air was being sucked in. Maybe that, that, that would probably happen. But even at that point, there are filters in the in the in the system that will that filters out uh, as much of the of the of um as as many particles as possible. So it's it's not likely that you can suck in the virus and then get and then get the infection to your air conditioning system. That is not likely to happen. However, um, it's it, it, for those who are uh, what's it called. There's a recommendation from the CDC that everybody and CDC is the Amer American American Health Agency. Yeah, everybody should wear a face mask. And so it looks as if whether you are in an air conditioning car or not in an air conditioning car, the recommendation from the CDC is that you should wear a face mask anyway. And so in, in all chance that that um, a virus is sucked into your your car, however unlikely it is, you are wearing the face mask, so you are more yeah yeah. So there's a certain level of protection at that particular time. Okay, Doc, um, I, 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 I failed to talk about it earlier, but since you have mentioned it, um, let, let's cast a bit of light. We have a few minutes more. Let us cast a bit of light on the, on the face mask and its importance. Okay. So the, the face mask is important. However, there are two um, opposing views at the moment. The WHO is saying that don't wear face masks, except you are taking care of somebody who has been confirmed as positive. While the CDC is saying that you should, everybody should wear a face mask. Now, the WHO is not wear face mask because the process of putting a face mask on and taking it off itself can put you at risk of developing or of catching that infection. And so if you, are, if, if you don't know how to wear the face mask properly, then by not wearing it well, you are putting yourself at risk. But if you learn how to wear it, and now there are so many videos online that can teach you how to wear the face mask. If you do wear it, wear it properly, then the face mask is very very protective in this regard because the filters out majority up to well depending on the type of face mask you're using it filters up to 90 99% of every particle that is coming into into contact you know and so because there's a respiratory droplet and you are talking to people and people are sneezing and coughing all, all over the place wearing the face mask could serve as a level of protection for you the wearer as well as the ordinary man on the street because if you have the condition positive and you cough your face mask will trap all the all the all the droplets, so that it's not going to escape into the atmosphere to infect the next person. So wearing face mask is is recommended by the CDC, but not recommended by WHO. So because there are two schools of thought, everybody is debated to decide where they want to lean towards, and you you'll be fine.
Okay. Doctor, you run a diagnostic, um, f- uh, a, a health diagnostic facility. Um, can anybody walk in and get tested for COVID-19? So for now, the COVID-19 test is still being done by the bigger facilities because the requirements or, or, the, or the equipment that are required to run these tests are, are still quite massive and require a specific level of training and expertise. And so it's not a, an open test that everybody, anybody can run. And so for now, there are only a few uh, testing centers uh, at the moment. And um, Noguchi, the, the, Noguchi, the main, there's a Kumasi um, testing center as well. And I uh, think Koligua also started testing recently. So there are more testing centers being rolled out. But as time goes on, um, the development of rapid test kits, then it will be possible to just walk into a clinic or any, any health facility and have a test done. But for now, it's not done like that. For now, you have to call the Corona helpline and then they will determine first of all if there's a need for the test to be done. And if there's a need, they'll make, uh, they'll make um, provision or they'll, they'll make a provision for you to be transported to the test site for that test to be done. Okay. Doctor, um, if somebody walks into your facility, um, what happens? Um, I mean, the person can be, let us assume that somebody comes in with a, 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 a different um, ailment. Um, how is the person, what are the protocols employed at your facility to make sure that um, the, the personnel you have and the patient themselves are protected? So for now, everybody coming through um, the facilities, in fact, all health facilities, everybody is treated as a patient or as COVID positive onto COVID otherwise. And so everybody is taking through some basic level of screening. First of all, the social distancing is being enforced in our facility as well as all the health facilities. And so we are not allowing as many people as, as, as would come through before to, to, to come there. So there's a lot of work being done by appointment basis. You know, now when you do get into the facility, your, your temperature will be taken even before you, you you enter the facility because temperature is one of the earliest indicators of 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 of, uh, of the coronavirus. So if your temperature is beyond a certain mark, then you, you'll be asked to um, um go to a, a what's it called an isolation ward where you'll be attended to separate from the the general population. You know, so at the at the entrance, you, you carry the patients in, into the suspected cases and and the and the uh, people with not a high a high suspicion of, of, of positivity. However, even with those who come in and their temperatures are normal, we still maintain the social distance, make sure that you are, you are, you are maintaining the one meter, one meter rule so that the probability of the droplets coming falling on you is, is, is minimized. And then the health personnel are all in the protective gear to, again, minimize the probability of exposing themselves to, to the virus, you know, because these are unusual times. And so as much as possible, we need to treat everybody as positive on proving otherwise then we can then attend to you, um, um, to your primary case. Of course, also in, in these days, if, if your case is not really an emergency, if your case can, can wait a bit, uh, most of the health facilities or most of the health personnel will advise you to actually wait at home and let, let this, this acute phase blow over so that you, don't, you, you yourself don't put yourself at risk by coming into the hospital or into the health facilities. So that's also an option we are, we are doing in our case. Okay, thank you. Doctor, your final words um, to, um, to, to the general public and especially to drivers, even um, as we go through um, this pandemic. So what, what, what I would say is that there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of panic, but really uh, there's a lot more hope than there is this day. Because if you look at the numbers, a lot, in fact, majority of people are recovering from this disease than people who are dying from this disease. And so if we all understand that there's a lot of, there's a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, then we, we can accept that 
the temporary discomfort of having to stay home is just a passing phase. It's just so that we can get a hand, a grip on this matter, and then deal with it and move on from there. So then, if once we have this at the back of our mind, then let us all accept and stay home so that we can actually we can actually wait for this issue and then move on from here to become to to overcome this coronavirus and be a better better people from 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 here on. Okay, um, Doc. Um, so, sorry to take you back a little bit, but um, I, I did, something just came to mind. Um, this issue of sanitizing, the issue of sanitizing. I mean, the whole of things going round. Because when this thing came up first, I remember the other day I was driving and um, um, a lady approached me with uh, hand sanitizers, and. You know, the initial information that came out was that the whatever you're using should be so, 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 and so. And it had written on it that it kills 99% of viruses, uh, um, of germs, you know. So is, is it the same? Can you shed more light on, um, on sanitizers? So, yeah, the sanitizers are effective, in, uh, especially those that have um, um, a minimum of 70% alcohol content. And so when you are getting sanitizers for yourself or for your family, you need to ensure that the minimum alcohol content in there is 70%. And yes, that has been proven to be effective against um, bacteria, viruses, and a couple of other microorganisms. And so um, once, once you are sure that what you are getting is approved and has the 70% uh, alcohol content, you can go ahead and then make use of it. Okay. That, um, once we've talked about sanitizing, then of course we have to also talk about hand wash. I've heard that you have to do it um, 20 seconds uh, at, at no, least. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shed more light on that for us. You have to do it 20 seconds. Um, and and to the, way, the easiest way to tell that you have done it 20 seconds is to sing Happy Birthday song twice. And that's how you know that you have done it 20 seconds. Um, now, the, the, thing, the thing you have to realize is that the hand washing does not, or rather the use of sanitizer does not repeat hand washing. And so the fact that you are using sanitizer doesn't mean that you shouldn't wash your hand. You need to wash your hand as often as you possibly can. At every opportunity, you need to wash your hand. And then use the sanitizer only when you cannot get access to the, to the hand wash station. This is very, very important. Once you wash your hand with soap, um, it's been shown that it can reduce the, the in fact, almost 100% effective in, in removing all the traces of the virus from your hand. And so then, um, if, if you are going to eat, you are safe. If you are going to, even if you are going to scratch your face or something, once you wash your hand, you, can, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are safe, you know. And when you are going to wear the mask, the face mask, you need to wash your hand before you wear it. And then you need to wash your hand after you've taken it off. This is very, very important to minimize the risk of infecting yourself, even, even though you try to protect yourself with the face mask. Okay. Doc, the um, hand washing, do we need a special kind of soap or any kind of soap will do? <laughs> Any any kind of soap would do. This particular um, um, issue, it, it doesn't depend. Uh, there's no specific soap that is needed for this one. Any soap is even the base, the most basic of soap is effective in in this regard. Okay, thank you so much, um, um, Dr. Kelvin Owusu. Dr. Kelvin Owusu is the medical director of Optima Care Diagnostics here in Accra. Um, Doc, are you still there? Um, can you give us yes, your the location of your facility? Uh, we are in Ridge Hospital. We are near. We are not too far from Accra, Greater Accra Regional Hospital. Thank you so much, Doctor. Um, I, I I believe another time we'll call on you for your vast, immense um, um knowledge in healthcare. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much for the opportunity.
since he took your set of keys You've been thinking that your fun is all for sure You shouldn't have lied, no, you shouldn't have lied But you can come along with me Cause we got a lot of Alright, that was Dr. Kelvin Owusu, um, the medical um, director of Optima Care. Um, we've heard a lot of things about COVID-19. Like we have been saying, we are in extraordinary times. So let us all be mindful of our actions. Your action will put your life at risk. Your actions can also put um, at risk the life of your loved ones. So please let us... Um, respect all the protocols that have been set to us on the airwaves and we've read from books and on, on the social media. Let us observe our social distancing. Um, let us also um, take heed to the cautions of hand wash. You wash your hands at least 20 seconds. Um, doctor said you sing happy birthday twice and wash with soap, um, dry it off then you sanitize. If you are going to use a face mask, make sure you wash and sanitize your hands before you put them on. Um, if you come into contact with anybody who um, is at the moment or later on found to be positive, call the, um, the COVID-19 helplines and isolate yourself until uh, you are picked up or till you are tested and the next line of action um, are taken. Um, let us also make sure, especially for us um, drivers, I know most of you listen to this show um, because you have cars and you drive around for your work or as your occupation. Um, you have to make sure you sanitize um, your hands yourself. Um, you sanitize the door handles of your car. And when you get into the car, you make sure... Um, you use some sanitizer on the steering wheel, um, some portions of the dashboard that you know you normally touch, and also the gear shifter. And um, when you are getting out of the car, also um, you do the same. Doctor mentioned that this is not the time to be borrowing people's cars because you don't know um, who has been in the car and what they did and what has settled where. Because when you touch any of those things, and unfortunately, um, you touch anywhere on your face, it is likely that you are going to get um, infected. You know your eyes, your nose, your ears are all connected. So anything that goes into your eyes will end up into your system. So please let us be very, very, very careful in these times. It gives us an opportunity to um, adjust our habits. You know, I believe for most of us, for the past two weeks, we already um, have started washing our hands as often as possible and has become second nature and these things have to persist going forward so let us please observe all these protocols social distancing at least a meter best two meters away from whoever is with you at every point in time stay home it looks like i mean driving around accra today it looks like uh, um, people still don't get how serious um this pandemic is i mean anytime the word pandemic is used and it means that um, whatever we are dealing with is at epic proportions and we have to be very 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 careful please stay home if your work is such that you can do or, or, or perform your duties from home please do that 
if you have to um, travel to work, you make sure you follow all the protocols. If you are using public transport, um, insist that the social distancing rules that have been given out to the um, GPRTU are observed in the car. Otherwise, excuse yourself and look for the best the, for the next car um, that the driver and the driver's mate are ready to follow the, the rules or the protocols. Um, let us stay at home. I see people loitering around in the streets, in the areas, in the suburbs. Please let us be very, very careful. Let us also um, make it a point to educate our family and friends. Let us keep talking to them about the importance of social distancing, the importance of hand washing, the importance of staying at home. Um, this is not a time to go visiting friends. Um, stay at home. And if you can, you share what you have with the less um, privileged um, in your area. Um, if you want to go shopping, don't go too far away from where you live. Um, just buy what you can find around. And as you go doing your purchases, make sure that you observe all the social um, distancing um, protocols. Um, stay alive. We need you to be alive. Ghana needs you alive. Um, we don't need you to contract this virus and spread it around. Um, it's been the auto show. It's been me, Edipoku. Um, it's been an insightful show. Thanks for being with me. And bye-bye for now.
music to my ears. I know you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. And ah, I wish they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use total quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down, let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember, Quartz 9000 Future 0W20, right? Thank you! It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Quartz Future 0W20, it ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption so it is save money. Uh. The Quartz Nation movement took. Mr. Money, Rogozo, and Bobo Nyele, all 10 Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. Master, straight to the nearest total filling station. Total Quartz. Keep your engine younger for longer. Can't touch this.